Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today's show, sponsored by wadprep.com. Ben and our friends over at wadprep have been kind enough to offer you guys a deal and, and hopefully help you guys with some CrossFit issues that I know I suffer with kind of daily, weekly. It's a sad moment. Uh, regardless, if you ever had one of those moments where you thought, man, I'd love to be better at double-unders, I'd love to be better at mobility, or I'd love to have a better squat. I say all of those things pretty much every day. Uh, ben can help you with that. He's got a series of courses over on his website that can help pull you through all of those things. All you need to do to take advantage is email Ben at ben at wideprep.com. Mention that you heard this on Make Pods Great Again, and he'll give you a buy one, get one free deal on any of their courses. You'll also get access to their special daily disciplines for CrossFit course. So it's a really, really great deal. Check it out. I encourage you guys to take advantage. Email ben at wideprep.com. So with that said, today's show, we have Chandler Smith on. Nikki and I were both super excited to get Chandler on. Uh, Chandler is a games athlete. He also most recently uh, won the Mayhem Classic down in Cookville at uh, Froning's Gym, which is really exciting for him and everyone else for that matter. Um, he's a captain in the U.S. Army, West Point educated, member of the Army Warrior Fitness Team, and uh, honestly, just generally an all-around great guy. We really loved having him on. He's super funny, um, moderately funny. I shouldn't say super funny, but he's, he's a funny guy, and uh, we had a great time. So we hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. I'm here with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm excited. We have a very special guest today, the winner of the Mayhem Classic, all-around stud, CrossFit Games athlete, and the smallest calves on this uh, on this podcast, <laughs> Chandler Smith. Chandler, how are you? Um, I'm miserable because that was that was maybe the worst introduction I ever heard. You had two things two things incorrect. Um, one thing was very correct: the calves they're comically small. Um, but actually, the main the main thing that was incorrect was that you said bestie and I was anticipating me being uh, <gasps> and then you went and you talked about Nikki. So that's, that's very confusing for me. And honestly, we're off to a terrible start. I know. Well, that's kind of how the whole so podcast awkward. goes though. Know how to yeah. That's yeah, how the whole thing goes. You know, yeah. if I don't make it awkward in the first five minutes, it's, it's great. I hate it. Yeah. It's kind of like every date I've ever you had. You really only go up from here. Really? You know, I think you PR that was within the first five seconds. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I try. I try my best. <laughs> I'm how are, thank you. Thanks for having you? Me down. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well. Good. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited to have you on. So how are you feeling since Mayhem, man? You went out there and killed it, like crushed it. Yeah, it went pretty well. Um, I think uh, I was probably a little bit more beat up going into that than I thought. So having the uh, the season structure the way it is now is going to give me some time to recover. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll, oh, folks will know eventually, but, like, I – done more damage I think to my wrist than I thought going into the competition and so I'm just happy that I was able to go and execute well enough to like still walk out of there with some confidence and uh not hurt myself that much worse I think or I mean long term I'm screwed probably like any totally. other level crossfitter but totally. walking when you're when you're 40 or playing with your grandkids or you know any of that stuff is very overrated and overrated. I'm just overrated yeah 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 live fast die young all that jazz. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel how you relate 40 and grandkids together in the same sentence, considering I'm 49. So I felt exceptionally old, like almost immediately. Well, you should. So yeah. 
I feel like Chandler, you need to like just like live on this podcast with us, please. I uh, well, so this is a fun one because like normally, you know, like I'm going and I'm just doing the straight up army talking points, telling folks about the Army Warrior Fitness team and and that jazz. But this, uh, I feel like the environment with uh, with John and with you guys, you guys are funny people, and like the the account where John, you know, got his fame from is kind of satirical, so I can actually be myself, which is honestly just someone who's very passionate about smack talk. So be ready for that for however long this goes. Who's your favorite person to smack smack talk? Travis Williams, easily. One, he's he's far too dumb to come back with anything. So like every every shot I throw lands flush and he just sits there and takes it uh, too. But he also like really enjoys initiating it. So I feel bad sometimes. Like you came at me first here with the Nikki best friend comment. So that gave me, that made it to where it's open season. I could say whatever I want about you and not feel badly at all. But 100%, 100%. I fully back this up. Yeah. This is the best plan I've heard all day. Well, so let me make it up to you. I have a good Travis Williams story. So I'll make, I'll make it up to you a little bit. So I was uh, at, God, what was the competition? Uh, the Mac last year. And I was staying in a hotel and I'm, I'm walking in the elevator and there's some woman about my mom's age. And uh, she kind of looks like my mom. You know, she's she got white hair and looks like my mom. Years she, old. What's that? 200 yeah, about, yeah, about that. 40, yeah, and she's wearing this Houston, Texas shirt, and I and I look like a CrossFitter because I've you know I'm, I'm wearing nanos and the whole deal, and um and so she looks at me, she's like, "Are y'all here for the CrossFit competition?" And I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." And she's like, "My son's a CrossFitter. His name's Travis Williams. You ever heard of him?" And I'm like, "Yes, ma'am. I've heard of Travis." She's like, "Yeah, he's really good at the CrossFit." <laughs> the CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, I saw him. I saw him compete. He kind of got screwed by the judges today. She's like, yeah, he's got a little bit of a temper. Yeah, I'm like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least, Mama Williams knows knows him well enough to admit, you know, my boy's got some faults, but uh, yeah. he also a heck of a crossword. He's anytime I'm trying to go team for anything, he's the first person I pick because he's just a sicko and will throw down for the team, crazy like everybody saw in Dubai and any other competition he's done. He's awesome dude to have on your side. So yeah, but he's, he, he's like working out with a pit bull. He slobbers everywhere, like oh, everywhere. He does. Everyone does. Everyone does. I, I don't. I glisten. I don't even sweat. I've transcended that years ago. Um, I'd say it's worse than working out with a pit bull because he sweats a lot more. Dogs don't have like the same sweat glands to sweat as much as humans. They just pant and quit. But Travis, uh, he slobbers and he sweats. So it's just an entirely disgusting experience and one that I try to avoid at all costs. Gross. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell me, Nikki, is this how you saw the podcast going? It's, well, it's, isn't it? I just feel like I can, I can totally relate because I mean, man, everyone is ex- everyone except for Chandler who glistens. Everyone sweats and smells real bad on the competition floor constantly. So and some at this point I'm like, yeah, what else? <laughs> not, not new. Totally. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to get Travis on to get the, the other side of the story. I think. If you if you hate witty banter and enjoy one sided mockery, <laughs> then you can definitely get him on, so you can just embarrass that guy. Yes, greatest. Ever. If I if I hate alienating all of my listeners and losing followers, I'll have him on. That'll be great. Yes, perfect. perfect. That's a great that's a great plan. <laughs> so so when did, during mayhem did you hurt your wrist? Was it at the beginning of the competition or middle? When was it? Um, no. So it was a uh, it was actually during twenty point four. And uh, I was hanging out in Miami with Noah. He was crushing the open as per usual. And I was trying to keep up. And there's a, actually, you're well aware of, you know, my troubles with the front rack position and my total inability to clean like 
a professional crossfitter at this point. Not, that's a little harsh. Nikki, it's true. That's it's how the rich so dude. It's why is it so bad? <laughs> um well, honestly, it's because there's like this concept called distal elongation that I'm reading about. And basically it says folks who come from equatorial regions or have ancestry from those areas, like longer limbs and fingers help dissipate heat better. That's why that's why I got the skinny calves too, right? So like the ankles being smaller and like big hands and longer arms and stuff, those are traits pretty common within uh, those African communities that I, my ancestry is coming from. And so because of that, my forearms are longer in relation to uh, whatever the muscle that connects your shoulder and your elbows are. I'm not like a physiology guy. Yeah, so that's yeah. the position harder. If you like, if you watch like Colombian weightlifters of African ancestry, like their re-rack is not like a traditional European re-rack where they come straight from the clean and pop it up. Like sometimes they'll just rotate their arms out like this. Um, but yeah, in general, like the longer forearms there kind of hurts your ability to get in those positions in a satisfactory manner. However, in weightlifting, you're not asked to get in those positions as repeatedly as you would be in a workout like Fran or something with thrusters sure. and all that. So um, it kind of puts me at a physiological disadvantage for that, but also maybe it's more advantageous in like getting a position for a snatch or for deadlifts and stuff. Yeah. So it all evens oh, out. That stuff is so interesting to me. And I remember my husband read an article about this. This was like a while ago. And it was basically just saying that like in order to be good overall in sport like that. So basically in order to be like, you know, the best crossfitter, you, on top of having to work super hard and train your weaknesses and get the mental game down and everything, you also basically need to have won like the genetic jackpot basically in being yeah. like, and I know John's going to make fun of short people in a hot second. So like, yes, it's easier if you're shorter, but also like that your forearm is like two thirds the length of your femur, which then inserts at a 25 degree angle. Like it's all, it all matters to a point. And obviously you can train anything and everything, but it, it all matters to a point. <laughs> Yes, there's a reason why we're all uh, short. There's a running joke. I forgot who told me it, but like anybody over five foot eight is a dude in CrossFit is like CrossFit giant. So they'd be like, oh yeah, that guy's CrossFit giant. Like, he's <laughs> like body types within sports arrive upon a certain archetype and like reflect that um, because that's what makes the most sense efficiency wise. And also too, for us, like being a sport that where you have muscle endurance is a factor in salmon and everything. You also have to have like the right balance of muscle fibers. I think things that would make you very good People always like will say like, well, how would this NFL player do in CrossFit? My, my dad's been an NFL strength coach for the last 20 years. He played for eight before that. Like I've been around a lot of NFL athletes and they wouldn't do well in CrossFit, I don't think, because they aren't, they're so specialized. Like the skills that allow you to run a 4-3-40 and the muscle fibers that support that are not the type that are going to allow you to like be successful in a run like what we had at Mayhem or something like that. Like you almost have to be not good enough at whatever it is you were doing before CrossFit in order to facilitate a successful crossfit career like because if, if you are too good if you are too special those qualities you take away from your ability to be a good crossfitter so interesting that's up as well see this is why i'm a shitty crossfitter because i'm six feet yeah. tall it's all explained that now. was that was exactly what i was going to say and yes. i wasn't that you were that you were old or lazy or any of those yeah. things i think what has been and i was hoping we were going to talk about this like what's been holding you back besides because uh, you have the right amount of aerodynamics with the bald true. head and everything Very true. like and so I think you're specialized, a specialized skill in RXing the women's weight. You know, maybe too specialized to, to branch out into. Hey, I'm, I'm an exceptionally strong woman. And don't let anybody tell you. It's true. <laughs> impressive. Impressive. I, I don't think you're as strong as most of the girls that are at the games. That, that's actually true as well. When I was at the MAC, um, I'd messaged Travis and they were going to go to 
I don't know, some gym in DC. They're trying to find one and I had found one. So I'm like, why don't you guys meet us there? And so his team meet me there and, uh, oh God, uh, Paige Semenza is I've followed her forever. Yeah. So I've like, her mom follows me. Like we kind of message back and forth a lot. And so she shows up and I've always kind of thought I'd be a strong woman until she loaded the bar. And I'm like, holy shit, I am not strong. Like, What are you doing comparing yourself to games athletes? Come on now. Come on. Like, I'm still a man, Nikki. Jesus, come on. I can't, I can't compare myself to the the 14, 15 year old teens. I know. They're all crushing. Look, my point is she was so, she's so strong. (laughs) She's such a sweetheart, but she is so strong. And yeah, so I do love lifting the women's RX, but she's well beyond the men's RX in most cases. It was humbling to say the least. So I don't, I don't want to spend all of our time together talking about CrossFit because you're just so interesting Chandler, even outside of the sport. Um, And I'm excited to have you here, but before we sort of move away from all that, can we just talk about you going back to games this year and you know what does the rest of your plan look like for the season to prepare how stoked are you what are you gonna do differently this year like it's just there must be a lot yeah, going I'm on super jack think uh super jack yeah. about the you the are also super jack just for the record i mean no, i wasn't sure. trying to say that that's a thing but, sure, i'm just kidding <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm just excited to to like learn from the lessons i that i gained there last year and hopefully turn into a better performance i think that's everyone's goal one I'm, I'm i'm happy to go because for my confidence i think there were still a lot of elements to me that felt like my getting at the games and doing as well as i did were kind of like a fluke so i'm excited for the chance to prove that it's not a fluke but even going into it i feel like it's not it's it's hard to fluke your way into the games through a couple of different mediums like i made it to the open this year i want to sanctional now and then last year uh like going through road like you don't accidentally make it twice mm-hmm. you could, like you probably don't accidentally win a sanction on stuff too so i'm happy to know that what i've been doing has been working skill wise i'm very optimistic that i'll be able to go and do better and then just i won't be as afraid of uh of the big lights can focus more on the performance side of things because as much as i have been around noah and travis and jacob uh hebner a bunch before to where like i had friends there and um felt like i was prepared like nothing really prepares you for the moment except for the moment so I'll know what the corral is like. I can like feel more free to make jokes about how I'm the slowest guy who looks fast in history and all this other jazz that I was doing once I got comfortable, but for the first couple of days I wasn't comfortable. So I think my uh, mercurial performances of like doing very well and doing very poorly were in somewhat attributed to not being completely on top of my mental game, but got another year to have learned what works and what doesn't work in that regards for me. And also just a little bit more comfort around the elite in the sport. Totally. It's just so wild for me to hear you guys talk like the way that you do. And by you guys, I mean the games athletes. I mean, I, 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 we sort of talked about this, John and I talked about it when we did our episode recapping my time at Mayhem, because so many athletes there did interviews with me where they were just talking about how they wanted to feel like they belonged there. They wanted to, to prove to themselves and to everyone that they were in fact good enough to be there, or good enough to go to games or good, you know, that it wasn't a fluke and on. And it's a mindset. I feel like, um, we have like every, I use air quotes, like everyday CrossFitters have, it's a mindset that we don't expect our superheroes to have. It's, it's, it's interesting to hear that you, you know, you have the same mental game that you need to get over and you need to get better at that. You're constantly wanting to prove something, not only to yourself, but to everyone else. It's, it's crazy to me that you guys who are the best of the best in the world also have those types of thoughts. Our, our needs, as far as uh, ego, um, I'm trying to abuse the, uh, 
the coach quote here, but like they don't, they vary by scale, not by like particularities or whatever it is. So like we're experiencing the same problems that uh, John is experiencing, trying not to finish behind the 13 year old girl in his class. Mm -hmm. Like, we're I, cru all, I crushed her, buddy. I crushed her. <laughs> crushed was, her. It had to have been like a, I don't even know what type of workout. I was trying to think of some for you. I ran out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Setups. I'm great at setups. That's there it. you go. Okay, there we go. Everybody's got their thing. Uh, so yeah, you got your things that you're confident in. And like there was a couple of events where I knew I was going to do really well, but there was also a few where I was nervous and then being nervous about it probably exacerbated how poorly I performed. And then now just knowing like, the other guys are going to have bad days too. You're going to catch them on some events. Like yeah. it's all, we're all, we're all experiencing the same thing. So that kind of makes it more comforting. So cool. So we know about your, your CrossFit, obviously your CrossFit life. We know about your military life. Um, but I mean, there's gotta be other factors or other things, other hobbies. I mean, when you're not being in the military, when you're not training or trying to get to games, I mean, what, what is, what is you, what like makes up who you are? Um, well, right now I'd say my biggest passion is the step challenge with my friends. Um, cause we take that way too seriously. And it's probably how most folks feel about going to like their CrossFit class. I'm being, I'm joking, but I'm also kind of being serious. <laughs> I'm uh, totally not joking. About it. And, uh, I'm in fourth place right now. I'm really bummed about that. Cause I'm a professional athlete. Like I think having my work be related to my work with the fitness team, um, be related to my hobby kind of has subsumed both of those things into being one thing. Like fitness is, is my job. Mm -hmm. It's my hobby. It's everything. Like everything's related to that. And I think to be very, very good at, it, at this level, it almost requires like, it requires a lot of single mindedness. So mm -hmm. I don't go out a whole ton or like do a lot of social things, which I never really have since, since college. I've always kind of been a weirdo like that. I just listen to a bunch of music and then try to get, as far ahead as I can, as far as understanding programming or what the capabilities of my competitors are, or there's just so much, the, the sport being completely new means that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of avenues for exploration that haven't been really traveled down yet. So by being around, but when I go travel and I pick up things like these folks are, you know, think tanks been really big on the breathing side recently. So, all right, so how can I incorporate that in my training? Uh, Jacob, built legendary capacity but also is now getting very very strong and mm. you know he's older than me like how are how are folks adjusting their training to build up strength if i'm looking long term what can i pull from athletes and other endurance and other endurance sports like rowing and running in order to make my cross better so like just conducting a lot of sports studying because i got the rest of my life to do a lot of this stuff and i really just see it as a uh, something i'm really grateful to do to be able to pour myself completely into this now and, um, so that's what I do. Just have, try and... have you always been like this? Like when you have a single focus, like just, just all in all the time, like what can I do about this one goal? My gosh, you're asking, have I always been a massive loser? The answer is absolutely. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. No, it, no, hundred percent though. Um, okay. like to, to a fault, um, the loser part, I would like to share a funny story about how, um, didn't go to high school dance until the, my junior year. And my mom tried to make me go to one my sophomore year. And so I got on the phone with this girl and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to ask her. <laughs> mom was like walking me through this whole thing. Oh, and I said, hey, um, uh, geez, yeah. do you want to go to homecoming? And she said, uh, no. And oh, so I didn't go to homecoming oh. that year. Oh. But then my mom didn't make me ask to go to any more dances. But like, that's kind of, that was like my, that's my high school. If I get some of, 
my high school with one experience, it'd be either that or me crying after losing the state championship wrestling match. Like, oh, I was just kind of been a real big weirdo. But in regards to like the, the single mindedness, I, um, like I knew, I first knew I wanted to go to West when I was six. And then I started high school and I had like my goals for the grades I wanted to get in, get each year. Um, once I started wrestling, I said I wanted to win, win a state title. I did the same thing when I got to West Point. I wanted to do this, this, this. Had all these goals for after I got to West Point. And it's only recently been, I think, since I got back from Bulgaria last year where I've kind of been open to uh, to thinking about life in a way where like it's not totally goal-oriented all the time because there's if you're not enjoying it, which I don't think I was maybe having a ton of fun with just going from one goal to the next and mm-hmm. only doing wrestling in school and stuff, like it wasn't as fun as it could be. And I've been learning a lot from folks who do know how to fu- have fun, like, uh, like really everybody else alive and trying to pick up things from them. So, but you do have problem. a list, right? You don't, you keep a list of goals still. Um, I, so I used to have it in my car, like the, the list I made in 2015 of like fitness yep. goals through 2022, uh, all that, like making the games numbers I wanted to hit and stuff. But I felt like my, if I wanted to live a life that was not totally focused on fitness, then like some actions like that needed to reflect a non-fitness focus. So I took it down. Mm-hmm. I still think about it a lot and everything, and it hasn't really changed what I've changed, but or trained. But I think it kind of has left me open to the possibility that maybe there's other stuff to do besides just exercise all the time. Whoa. Whoa. I haven't found them out yet. Okay, okay. They're out there. Absolutely not. <laughs> Um, go back, go back like four conversations ago. Sorry. I keep asking all these questions. I'm diving down this rabbit hole. Um, when you're not working out or actually, even when you are working out, go back to being really into music. What are your music options and and does it change depending on what you're doing? Now that I know that John, uh, was a music major, I'm very nervous. We just went from talking about CrossFit to talking about music and he's like an actual expert. So John, you got to promise that you're not going to openly mock me or judge me for. First of all, I'm hardly, hardly an expert. I'm a guitarist, which means I'm definitely not an expert. (laughs) No, I I love all music. So there's nothing to judge here. Like I, I love it all. So what, what are you listening to? That's not true because I saw one of your pages that you complained about Saxon playing country. And then every Tuesday is Turnpike Tuesday in honor of the Turnpike Tuberdors, my favorite band, even though they don't exist anymore because they broke up. They're like a, a Red Dirt country group. And Red right. Dirt's like a... Go ahead. No, no, no. I love country music. I don't love oh. to work out to country music. Like I, I've been... Um, so lately it's been Luke Combs for me. That's a good uh, point. I don't think... Uh, it's hard to lift in three, four. That's the problem with country music. It's all, it's all in like three, four. It's like a swing beat. Like it's just, it's hard to lift and you can't do double unders to an odd beat. You know, it's just tough. I don't like it. And so the problem I think here is that most of your, what you just described, like for my average gym session, at least two thirds of it is dancing. So it's very easy to two-step too. So maybe you should change your perspective to focus on how much of a benefit that is for your ability to two-step or line dance versus how much it takes away from the trivial things like performing the water. Can we just talk about how, how have you and I never even been in like a dance session before, because now I was a dance person in college. So now we're in my expert oh. territory. Okay. It sounds like you've been running because it's pretty well known within, you know, within the business that I'm, I'm the best dancer in CrossFit outside to either me or Dex, but I'm better at CrossFit than Dex. So I'll take the title. Well, I, I have it on video. I'm just, I'm just surprised because you know, all those, all those missed opportunities at homecoming to show the world you're dancing. Oh, and it's just, it's just <laughs> so surprised. Holy smokes. He didn't say hey, he danced with someone, Nikki. He just said I he was good at dancing. All right. Solo dancing, exactly. still dancing. Jeez Louise. Ah, oh. 
I have a, a glaring person, well, many, but one of my most glaring personality flaws is a total inability to uh, to take it as well as I give it. So I'm a roommate. <laughs> I mock him relentlessly. I talk smack all the time. And then he'll say something back like, yo, man, like you left the, the oven fan on. I'm like, how could you say something so, so rude and so mean? So I'm a gentle snowflake. And what you said hurt me deeply. I would like you to. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm actually not sorry. <laughs> It's cool. Just know that I've only been making fun of John at this point. No, now, I'm here for it. On both guys, so. I'm here for it. Now I'm I'm getting more so, used to it. While, while he's busy, while he's busy roasting you, Nikki, I'm looking for the. I'm trying to find the video of him dancing, and I'm gonna text it to you real quick so you can see it while we chat. I'm so excited. He's got. Moves. You'll hear it come through if he's, you text yeah, it to me. He, he has real. I've been going to hip hop class since I hurt my wrist, since I can't do jujitsu for the time being. So we're we've been working. Every- Routine to Justin Bieber's yummy. Amazing. Um, amazing. I would like to learn it. Can you send it to me via like video and then we can just perform it together and we see each other next? A thousand percent, but I'm actually going to yeah, no, go 100%, on the record and, like, ask you to do that. So do not one of the things, if you've been in a competition with me, I always make friends with the DJ and I always ask him to play a few Perfect. songs because like the music thing's really big. So I will make sure I ask. But the normal songs are walk through by uh by problem. Actually, it's not my problem. So Rich Homie Quan feature problem and uh, throw some bees by Rich Boy. I don't know. Those are both like big gym songs for me. So I always ask the DJ Perfect. to play. I know they kind of fit in yeah. with, uh, with, you know, the CrossFit environment, like throwing down whatever aggressive stuff. I love that. Are those like the songs that you put on if you know you're going to have like a tough one or you got to push through or something? Do you like stop mid-wad to get the song you need going? Um, I've tried to move away from that because I have, again, like many glaring falls, flaws. Um, the neurosis is one of them. And now that I work out with um, a bunch of people on the fitness team, I like try to keep my, my various mental issues from disturbing their workouts. And some I would have done in the past. Like I would have, if I was, if it was a punk rock day, I like the, the thematic um, similarity in music. So it was the punk got rock it, day. It. We have to start at the Metcon with Welcome to the Black, or we'd have to, you know, to Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. It's got the nice piano intro and it builds up and everything. So it's nice. It's uh, reflective of your heart rate, you know, like you come in the workout and it's low and then it picks up over the course of it. And oh my, that's so poetic. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. See, no, no one ever appreciates that. And I, I'm like, you guys not realize how much time I spent trying to make this playlist for you to tell me that you want to switch the next song. Like, this is very important to me. This is a big deal. It is to yeah. me more than the workout. hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely. <laughs> Look, playlists are really playlists are super important. Coaches don't uh, give us enough uh, enough uh, action in a gym, but you need it to constantly build. If you're gonna, if the wad's gonna grow, you need the playlist to constantly build. And when they put on a song that doesn't match the wad, it just pisses me off. Oh, I hate that. I hate right. that. that. I have a my- couple go to like. Um, there's a couple go to Spotify playlists that are. I don't. They're just like super long and kind of like um i like working out to like a, just a solid beat and so sometimes i can sort of shut my brain off as long as there's something energetic happening in the background it's cool and there's one that i go to if i'm coaching like multiple classes in a row because i know if i put it on i at least don't have to touch it like there's not going to be something i have to skip yeah. which is great and it's i have no idea who made it but it's super super long and i never hear the same song twice and it's called pulse crossfit mashup so if anyone is ever on spotify and needs it write it down um that's that's usually my go-to if I'm if I'm doing a few classes in a row and I just know I don't know I need to be hands-on and I can't be monitoring it that much. I've never I've never like found myself needing to <clears throat> push skip too many times. So now I go I can go through this playlist and I can find a song from there that I like and we can use it as a talking point because that's always good. I think 
something that's helped me with my communication, like being in the army, where like, you always end up being people from all over the place and like trying to forge a bond with them. One, I either like lie about where I'm from or just pick a place that I've kind of lived at. So kind of lived everywhere. And like, <laughs> oh, I'm from Alaska. I'm like, yo, Alaska, that's crazy. Like my grand, my mom grew up, was in Alaska for a little, my grandpa station there. Something like that. Like it's a good yeah. um, icebreaker. So is the music thing too. Like if you know what somebody likes and you say, oh, like, you know, what was the, what were you listening to right there? Um, and they're like, oh, I was listening to this. And you don't know who they are, but you say like, it sounds like this. And it's just, it's been an icebreaker. At least I, I found it successful. And it gives you an excuse to talk about music. Oh, I love so, it. I lead yeah. with Lizzo always. Just can't go wrong. You can't, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. John, if you were in charge, if you were king for a day and actually got to pick the music for your class, what were you playing? Oh, well, it would probably depend on my mood and, and what the wad was. Lately, it's been a lot of logic from Childish Gambino. I love Childish mm-hmm. Gambino. I just, I can't get enough of that guy. I don't know why. He's just, it just, every time just cracks me up. Just, He's amazing. The only artist I've seen in concert outside of the Troubadours, as much as him, I've seen both of them three times. So big Gambino guy. Cool. Yeah, so, same for Logic. I like Logic because his albums, um, they tell a story. Like, you know, if you, re- if you really kind of listen to them end to end, it just paints like a really vivid pic- picture and it's almost always about his life. And yeah. he, has a re- he has a really interesting life and backstory. And so it's just, it's a, from a perspective standpoint, it's like, it's fun for me to listen to, but just from a straight music standpoint, like his beats are great. And so he's great to work out to. So, six, six fun. is his producer and six is awesome. I do, however, feel like he's fallen off to 2014's under pressure was his magnum opus. I right. feel like, and then he's kind of made a transition into pop and his life changing after, uh, Bobby Tarantino too, and like him getting divorced and stuff is probably negative affected, negatively affected his music, in my opinion. But he's also increased his fan base since that point, so he's doing something right. Yeah, well, losing half your money, I'll do that to you. you know? oh. Says the divorce guy. Where is Bean? Bean of, oh no, I locked the door. Out. I kicked him out. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna let Bean in on this one. Does everyone know that Bean is named after him? Oh, I did not. Oh, you didn't know? That? Yeah, Bean's named after Childish Gambino. I I normally call him Donald Glover, when, you know, but, <laughs> we but know. yeah, when it's just me and him, it's Don, you know, little Don. Don, but, uh, yeah. All right, so we're like best friends. Now. That's cool. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Bean's the bestie the... argument. You can. What? You're stepping way into the bestie argument here, man. Mm, I feel like this is not how you treat a guest on your show. <laughs> Far beyond Let me have it. the not niceties the, at this point. Yeah, it's not the worst way we've treated a guest on the show, believe me. Also, also true. Hmm, yeah. That's kind of the way it goes. Who's the, who got the, the worst of the guests? Who's been the worst so far? Oh. Well, oh, this is a good We question. haven't had that yeah, many like, guests this, yet. Yeah, for well, the record. Oh, here's the cop out. Oh, we don't want to say who's actually bad. Okay. <laughs> this is well, like that time I wouldn't tell John who smelled the worst. Yeah, I should. It's not you. It wasn't you. It definitely wasn't you. No, it's not you. If if it was you, I definitely would not have brought it up. I promise. All right, cool. I'll take it. Oh my gosh. All right. What's next? What's next for you? You've got a, there's a long season, lots of possibilities ahead and you're dealing with a few injuries. You've already punched your ticket. Like how do you decide on what the rest of the season looks like? Um, I think I plan to just totally embarrass myself in the game. So I've embarked upon a rigorous eating plan uh oreos cheetos like all the above because i've already qualified and i think people have for a long time been asking like what would it look like if a normal person competed at the crossfit games and so hmm. i intend to give the people what they want since left terrace is out and will not be able to show us what a depowered superhero is like at the games like he did this last year so um i will go I'll 
should be i'm trying to get to 250 by august and that's like the conservative been my goal 300 would be nice and if um if i'm that big i think it'd be very interesting to see how i stack up with with matt in comparison to how i did last year so really everything's building towards that yeah how, how shocked were you when lefty got busted it was shocking to me i couldn't believe it i'm i'm still floored floored it's one of those moments where you'll you never forget where you're at because it was just such a it came from left field and like someone who'd been such a consistent performer for years at the European regionals and with such a, you know, an unquestionably work ethic developed body type and who just didn't seem here's, here's what I'm going to be real. What, what threw me off, what like, what made me real upset. Cause I was in the elevator for my brief time in Dubai. I was in the elevator with him. And I'm pretty sure he'd like known that I was probably smack about him, but my guy's like five for five and we were in an elevator. Like it was going to end exceptionally poorly for him so he took his Greek self out before he got the chance to really make any mistakes he would have regretted but like his to to finish as well as you did in the open and then go to a competition where that's it's not the worldwide open and then not have a single finish that's as high as your first four workouts in the open it it defies all logic so i my heart honestly just goes out to because something crazy must have happened where he lost a tremendous amount of fitness in the one month that the open ended and Dubai started so it's just one of nature's great mysteries. We'll never know, I suppose. And here's my here's my argument for it is my, my argument for this is that um, you know when you're taking steroids, it creates extra body hair. But he's Greek, so how would you know? Like, how would you know? You know, I think would, that's how he that's how he got around it because he was yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to grow any body hair. No one no one will ever suspect the thing, you know, from any of my stuff. But as my man told the world proudly, he doesn't give uh, whatever. So doesn't nope, totally doesn't. Do you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I get. Oh. I, I got to be honest. Like, so I get really. This is a real sticking point for me. I get really pissed when people start blaming. Uh, you know, they'll go all games athletes are juicing. You know, and oh, and I, you know, I don't. When I say I train with games athletes, I train in the same room with some, but I don't actually train with them, right? But I watch Saxon and Spencer train all the time, like all the time. And these kids, they weigh 175 pounds soaking wet, and just yeah. bust their ass 24 seven. So I get pissed when people say everybody's juicing, but I know some are like, I'm not naive. Like some people are. And like, this is a, yeah. a great example of somebody who killed the open. And then to your point, a month later, mysteriously, you know, just blows it at Dubai. Like how does I that happen? Understand those people who are still making that argument, like every people are getting busted like left and right. Well, so the, the thing is, and kind of I've learned this too, just with it, with my personal experience with, with people, you know, accusing me of doing steroids and, I think just in general, like you can never be good enough. Folks will always find whatever the next excuse is. So I think there's some areas probably where I lack credibility to people. Um, I lack credibility to people last year. So, cause I've never done anything individual. I go to rogue. There's not enough people at rogue. I go to the game, too much running at the games, qualify through the open. Like the open's a goofy test. There's not anybody at, at, at mayhem. Like there's always going to be something where people will find a way to like shoot a hole into whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. So I think, you just don't really try to engage at that point. Cause it's like, you'll never, you'll never win. They'll find another thing. So people always say that there's no Americans are getting popped or it's not the right Americans. Or it's not superstars and like completely don't want to accept that maybe the folks are just doing things right. Um, and that's what I'm choosing to believe because I'm participating against them. So. Chandler, does that, does that stuff get to you? Like when you hear people saying all that all the time and it's not just you, it's all the athletes. Like, do you listen or can you tune it out? How does that affect you? Um, well, the fact that I just recited it all like, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. chronological order yep. means that I haven't, I haven't thought about it once, honestly. No, definitely like, not. I just am very quick on my feet and was able to recall instances. Yeah, it gets to me all the time. I try not to, uh, 
So like, let the engage with the folks who are, are negative, except for if, if you call me out for juicing, that's like the quickest way to get a social interaction with me. Cause I, I think people, especially on the internet, right? Like they don't see you face to face and they are like, Oh, I'm just going to say this thing and not think about, you know, like, is is this a hurtful thing? Do I have any factual basis for this? And normally when like you actually talk to a person like, well, you know, it just figures then blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they, ba- they back down or they're able to see that person as a person, like kind of humanizes yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I really try to avoid it, but I don't think, I think anybody who says they don't read their, like their bad press is a liar because like yeah. at some level we're all, you know, we egotistical creatures. There's a reason why we post stuff to Instagram. We want to receive, you know, affirmation from other folks that we are doing things that are cool and good and important. And when someone says that you're doing, you aren't doing things that are cool and good and important or that you're a bad person, like that is a, an attack at who you are. And so you are, you pay way more attention to that. The one negative comment in 200, well, like I'll think about that person or like why they thought that way, way more than all the other, like the support and everything. So oh, I want to train them. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I get it. I feel the same way, but it's just it sucks that 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 affects us like it does. You know, Nikki, I I posted a a meme of Chandler a while back, and uh, and he didn't have a shirt on, and somebody came in and commented how big he was, and and accused him, yeah, and accused him of of uh, juicing. And Chandler came in and just ripped this guy. And in hindsight, you should have just DM'd him a picture of your calves, and it would have just gone away. Just like that. <laughs> on my, on my Listen, weights, bro. On my weights up top. You think a real athlete? I think what people, so a couple of things that folks like <laughs> maybe like don't really, I think we look bigger than we actually are. Like we're all, everybody looks really big when you're five, seven, like that, that probably helps with uh, how, how big we look. Um, and also too, I think like with the, with the workout volume, I don't think people are, are coming at the workout volume thing from a, um, from a perspective of understanding the sport as having objectives that are totally unique within the history of sport. Like mm-hmm. we're the only sport that trains to be better at training. So the, like the adjust, the adjustments our bodies make are not going to be reflective of people whose sports are related to skill, which every other physical training endeavor outside of like weightlifting and pure running are like, they're all, there's an element of skill building. The only thing that I am trying to get good at is my ability to be better at the sport. My ability to be better at the sport is limited by practice and practice for the sport is like working out. So if I can work out for longer, that's me getting better at practicing the sport, which is ultimately going to make me better. And like Rich Fronin hangs out in his barn and does 30 Metcons a day. Like, cause he's been doing that for the last five years. We didn't just wake up and do that. Right. So like you can't, you can build up a tolerance. I just don't think people have seen like what it's like to build up a tolerance for high amounts of exercise, exercise, because no one's ever tried to be this good at exercise before. Um, Cause it's just a really silly goal and I'm stuck in it. <laughs> I wasn't good at wrestling. Uh, but yeah, between that, like, <laughs> again, though, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel not, I feel I like, I put on five to 10 pounds since I stopped wrestling. Like I was walking around 186 and cutting down to 165 in college. I've got five to 10 pounds bigger, uh, depending on the day and if I went to Chipotle or not. And I work out less now than I did in college. And I also don't have to worry about school. Like, but in college between, waking up to go run J hour lifts in the middle of the day, wrestling practice for two hours and then waking up or going on another run before I went to bed. Like I was working out probably like five and a half hours and it was all continuous stuff. There was mm-hmm. no resting or whatever in between. Um, I just don't know how many people have a real accurate understanding of what professional or in the case of wrestling, semi-professional athletics demands of your body and like understand this is, this isn't that we're not doing anything that crazy. It's just different. Yeah, There's no one no. Nobody online knows shit is what I figured out. Nobody, nobody knows shit, (laughs) but they love to tell you. 
They do love to tell you. <laughs> they do love to well, I think I think these guys think you can just stick a needle in your arm and all of a sudden you're super strong. You know, like they they don't even understand how the drugs work, let alone how hard games athletes work out. You know, it's, it's well, people just like to say whatever. Yeah, people yeah. do like to say whatever, but that's that's part of a. It's honestly something to be grateful for, like that you are in a position Correct. where your actions are put that far under the microscope. Because if there are that many negative people paying attention, there's also that many people who are paying attention in a positive light and are being inspired or like deciding to make changes that are going to benefit their lives because of, they see what I do. So it's very true. That's very true. I never ever got <clears throat> worse or more horrible commentary on me than when I was a, a news reporter, a local TV news reporter and anchor. Like people would go out of their way to write in the most horrible shit. And this I was is- like, first of all, don't you have time? Like, what? Don't you have anything better to like? I don't have time to like write to my local news people about how their hair or makeup or outfits look. Like, it was just so stupid. But then, you know, you're right. Like, on top of that, it was the kind of thing where I knew, like, well, I, I did put myself in this position, right? Like, I put myself in the public spotlight, and I'm grateful for the people who are there for positive reasons. Uh, it's still hard to swallow, though. So it sounds like you got a good outlook on no, it. No, none of this is true, Nikki. But, it was just a week ago. You pissed off the entire country of Canada. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, <laughs> she did. I did. Every, she, yes. She, I hate she, Canada. Didn't she hates, you know? She hates Canadians. Good Lord. Yeah. It's a weird Can thing we, to hate. It sounds like that's something that Nikki really doesn't want to revisit. So I would like to <laughs> yes. put up the speed on that. What was the case? Oh, my God. I, this is like the seventh podcast. I feel like I've talked about this. All right. I'm sorry to all of us. Okay, okay, okay. The whole purpose of this was to like not do the typical like, Oh, yeah, well, I'm training. I've been working my weaknesses and all that jazz. Like that's you can right, hear that right, in the podcast. Right. You'll have to go back and listen. Cool. <laughs> no, we're, te- we're I'm telling the story then. So when Nikki, <laughs> when when Nikki was uh, uh, around Craig Ritchie, I don't know if you know Craig, but uh, Craig was talking to her and he said something to her about being from Canada. And she's like, "Oh my God, I'm totally not from Canada." And all the Canadians got pissed at her. Like, I was like, "I'm so offended." You think? I'm yeah. Canadian. Did they yeah. talk like that? I don't think they did. Have... But then, like John she told does. me for like a week, and was like, "Why do you hate Tim Hortons? Why do you hate maple syrup?" I can tell you why you should hate Timmy's because they switched to like these new cups that don't work as well, um, and also <laughs> they don't work cups. as well. Yeah. So uh, one, I went up to Kelowna um, to hang out with Brent a couple months ago, and then I have a friend from like iCams, which is like this Canadian like balance company, and uh, she was telling me that. They switched the coffee tops to this new one that this design that stinks, and they were like bought out by McDonald's. They've sold out. So one of my things on my list, my fitness list, was to not sell out. Timmy Hortons sold out. I don't mess with Timmy Hortons. You be careful what you say because the internet might come after you for hating Canada. I love no, I love Canada. I would go back. That's what I said. But here I am. That's why I got to follow up. I, I prefaced it. It's a compliment sandwich. My first, uh, my co- first college wrestling coach was awesome at it. He'd be like, Chandler, you are an amazing student. Your wrestling this last weekend was miserable. I hate that I'm associated with you, but I'm confident that with your stupidity and hard work, you'll be able to be better, less awful next time. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I don't know how I feel right now. But I said, yeah, I said something good about Canada, the truth about Timmy's in the middle, and finished there with you compliment. Go. compliment. Yep, compliment sandwich. Yep, he said he has a Canadian friend too. I picked up on that. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Talking about Brent. (laughs) Then then you can totally say whatever. Yeah. 
As long as you have a Canadian friend, you can make fun of them. I look at it like this. If Tim Hortons is screwed up, it gives you an edge over uh, Vellner and Bukowski. So there you go. I have I already have a tremendous edge over Pat and that I can remain outside for longer than five minutes without being lit on fire. And True. Uh, Brent is honestly too tall for CrossFit or any sport that's not basketball. So he's very lost and confused. I'm just kidding. They're both way better than me. So I don't actually want to talk back about guys who are going to beat me regularly for the next few years. So perfect. Pat, Pat's one of my favorites because I suffer from the same affliction he does, which is, you know, I have to wear sunblock 10,000 every time I step outside or just wear a flannel shirt over my entire body. Can't relate. Yeah, no. I have to keep <laughs> SPF like 1,000 in my purse at all times because I'm married to a ginger. Uh, well, see, that's, that's love right there. Take it's care. true. <laughs> You're welcome. You chose that life, Nikki. You chose I did. The gin- I did not. I did. I did choose the ginger life. The ginger life. I guess kind of also chose me, right? Kind of. It's two-way street. <laughs> I, I don't know how love works, but yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Oh no! Me either. Just kidding. Next part, John. You were married, so at the one point you did. That's right. For yeah, for a short while. You I have know. love for Bean, even though Bean hates you so much. He hates me so much. So, Why are you a cat person? That, like, honestly, that's a great I, question. I want to like you so much, no. but you are a cat person, and that is a big like. Oh big well. All right. Well, here. So here's the story. So my daughters wanted a pet. They have a dog at their mom's house. Uh, I traveled too much. Like I wanted to go to regionals or, you know, sanctionals and the games and, and, you know, boarding a dog is a big pain. And I drive a lot during the week for my real job and I'm just, I'm not home a lot. And, you know, dogs need that attention where a cat, you can just leave them alone forever. They don't give a shit. They want you to be gone. That's fact, true. They're just waiting for you to die so they can eat you. That's basically the way they work. So I figured, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get a cat and see what it's like. And he's great about half the time. It's the other half, you know, where they're just weird. He'll come over and he'll turn around for you to pet him and then you'll reach down to pet him and he'll scratch you like he wanted to be oh, petted. Fuck with, that. Yeah, he wants to be petted with your eyes. That's what he wants. You don't want you to look at him. And honestly, and you should know that. Yeah, the, I the should. 50, the 50% ratio is miserable. I would like, if something was that I voluntarily brought in my house, I was like, this light only makes me happy 50%. Of the time. I'd get another light. Yeah. Or I wouldn't have it. That doesn't yeah. make any sense, John. Well, yeah, but as you get older, uh, Chandler, you'll figure this out. Like most things as you get older, like I wake up in the morning and my ankles hurt and the next day they feel great. 50% of the time, you know, just, <laughs> so what happens. So you just kind of get used to it. You know, my dogs make me happy 100% of the time. I would like That's to say, I would like to point out for anyone listening to this podcast, not all of my body parts only work 50% of the time. I just want to make sure I'm <laughs> no, no, really, no, no. I'm really it. clear about this. You said it, you said it, but I think there's medication for that. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And your hair works zero percent of the time, so that's like, yes. There you but, go. If LeBron James can bring his head hair, hairline back, then there's hope for you yet. Totally. Well, I yeah. And LeBron and I are both from Cleveland, so that works out. I don't know. That, among the among the many infinite things you and you and Mr. James share, like where do we where do we, we start? So much in common. So much yeah. in common. We don't have enough time to go through that list, you guys. <laughs> this Got is true. I wish I wish we did. Yeah, we all, so we actually we only have a few more minutes. Uh, yeah. We talked about everybody that you like to smack talk. Who who in the CrossFit world is like, you know, like all you guys have somebody you look up to. Who do you really look up to? Look up to Hep. Easy. Hepner's awesome. Um, one man of faith. Like my my faith is really important to me. Also, he overcame being really weird to get married and you know like do that while also having a job. You know, he's full time now, but. Um, he, uh, the, at the time I met him, when I was a soldier out of Fort Riley, 
Um, actually, I've met him even before that. I'm from Kansas City originally. Um, he's married. He has a real job. He's training super, super hard and like wrecks himself. My guy have, trains harder than anybody. I've trained with almost everybody except for Matt. Matt, please share me at some point. Um, at this at this time, I'm like, he goes harder than than anybody and just his ability to balance everything and do it at a super high level while also having a good attitude uh, is like really, really impressive to me. So he's easily the guy I look up to the most. I'm also so impressed by him now, like with his YouTube channel, like trying out all these different things and like, like making a, a name for himself in the world of CrossFit, in addition to actually being an, an epic athlete. Like he's like, yeah. he's building a brand and he's, I think he's going to have longevity in a way that a lot of other athletes struggle with, which is important because this is your lives. This is your career. This is your reputation. There's, there's a lot revolving around this part of your life. And so it's really cool. And I'm, I'm impressed at what he's been able to do outside of just stepping out onto the competition floor. He's the coolest. Yeah. He's awesome. And now he's starting a hemp farm. That's a real thing. Not even a joke, a hemp farm. Uh, Hempner farm. Hemp like hemp. Yeah, well, it, he's he's very clear. It's not for weed, but I keep sending him Snoop Dogg memes. I just I can't <laughs> I can't help myself. Still, even even outside of that, also for any soldier who's potentially listening, yeah, like CBD products are a no go. So don't do that. Even though it's a, no THC in it, no, it's no go. It's against rules. Don't do it. Yeah, it's also like not regulated to the point where I wouldn't even be like I'd be nervous to be like it is or it isn't containing of anything. <laughs> Like, oh, that's anyway. the, the most hardest working upstanding CBD oil in history, but yeah, that's, yeah, oh, I love, I love, I love him. He's a great dude. I, uh, yeah, I wish fun. we had more time now to talk about CBD. When I was at the games, there was a CBD booth set up and they put it right next to the FBI. There was like an FBI booth for some reason. <laughs> And they put the CBD booth right next to the FBI. I literally walked up to next to him. I'm like, do you guys plan this? Like, how did this come up? <laughs> It was so, so weird. It was so awkward, so for, awkward yeah. for all of them. And I was enjoying it. So it was great. I'm sure someone, whoever said that Lewis was like, this will be pretty funny. Yeah. I'll do this. Perfect. Who do yeah. you guys most want on the show? Cause there's a good chance that I know them, but not well enough to ask them, but I can pretend like I can. And I'll lie to you guys and say that I'll help you out. Oh my I, God. That's perfect. Cause you're not awkward at all. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we, we, we want to get your high school prom date on for sure. Oh. <laughs> we absolutely want her. Um, Hep, Hepner, but I know Hepner. Like, I'd love to have him on. He's super fun. We put together a list, Nikki, right? And we you're, did. Yeah. You're the first one on our on. list, by the way. Like, your first one to yeah. come from the list. So it's exciting. Thank you. I'm I'm not at all shocked because uh, I have outside media training and don't stare at the camera woodenly or repeat the same phrases that every other athlete does. So this is not at all surprising, but I appreciate it regardless. You are great on camera, but I will say that you've come a long way since that first year at regionals. Totally fair. I was okay. So I was like, I was nervous. That, that was the moment. Everyone is nervous. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I think that maybe that's like tied to like the game thing. Like, it's not my first time. Like, I, I didn't, I think it re- at that time, I was like, okay, did I somehow fluke it that, that year? Those two burpee workouts in, in the open, I'm really good at burpees. Like, did I actually make it or like, am I just good enough at burpees? I got lucky and all that stuff's in my mind. And also dealing with becoming CrossFit famous over the course of like the overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I I loved that though. That was like, that was the first time I met you. That was the first time we'd ever really seen you on the competition floor. I have a picture of me on your shoulders from that year. I remember. That was so fun. You did so great. Mention it, but it includes guy who's been extra. That also made me sad. I will get this story later. So uh, (laughs) who you could help us with is uh, Noah Olson. I love Noah. And I need to talk to him about that top knot he's got going on right now. So I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So I can tell you, I'll give you the secret scoop on the top knot. It ain't gonna be wah, wah. 
Noah is not the only one making hair decisions. And uh, I think he has significant stakeholders within his uh, his looks department who are not pleased with how the, the top lines look. Sorry for spilling the beans there, Noah. But really? It, it, looks, it looks goofy. It would look great. He was trying to go into like dreads and stuff, but I don't think he's going to get that far. So I, li- I don't know. I like long hair in a dude. My husband had long hair for like 10 years. I told him if he cut it, I'd leave him, but he called my bluff. So here we are. <laughs> I like it. I like the top knot. You don't like it? Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Joe loves it, but Leo. Leo. Well, that's right. You can help us with Noah. I'd like to get Noah on. He'd be Perfect. Fun. He'd be cool. Good. I talk to him every day and I will ask him. We mostly talk about his agent, uh, Bijan, is currently in the lead on the step challenge. And he's Bijan's being ridiculous right now. I so when I train, like I have to do things besides walk everywhere. And like Bijan apparently has decided to join like a marching band and just He's going for 24,000 steps a day and on a Kobe RIP. But he also ran a half marathon in the middle of the week. Bijan hasn't ran more than like six miles in his whole life. But in the name of the Steps Challenge, he decided to run. The group of people I'm in the Steps Challenge with, they're all nut jobs. And it's awesome. Damn. So, yeah. That type of stuff is going down, down. Like, I may or may not have ran a half marathon last night in an effort to try and make a late run at, at it. Um, also because Bijan did it. So I want to do it as well. So, yeah, it's a lot of foolishness going on. You need to get like a dog and put like a tracker on a dog to see how it's like constantly. That would be so, I would be the left terrorist Theophanidis of the step count. (laughs) That's true. That's how that would work. Yep. (laughs) Well, we're, we're officially out of time. I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast to find out everything we talked about to write a recap for this because we covered so many topics. I'm not going to remember it all, mostly because I'm old, but uh, anyway, so, uh, Hey, I appreciate you being on Chandler. I didn't hear anything. Like that. You didn't hear any of that? Yeah, that's all right. I know I said I was going to, I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast to, to uh, realize everything we talked about because we've covered so many topics. I don't <laughs> even know where to start. I for know. So fun. Yeah, it's great. So we'll have to have you back on so, we'll, so we can cover more stuff. Maybe, I mean, maybe after we get the test results on a lefty and we can uh, find out what he really did, that'd be the best. This is true. We, gotta, we have to make sure due process must be followed. There's a chance that he actually had a traded with Ricky Garrard sample or something like that. So there's just no way of knowing if he's actually a dirty cheater. Maybe it was just a, an honest mistake. Well, I'm going with Endura ball. That's my best guess, but we'll see. All right. That's hot. That, that is what's hot. It's in all the subs. All right. Well, we appreciate you being on Chandler. This has been a lot of fun for uh, everyone listening. Thanks for uh, tuning in and we will talk to you guys soon.